Welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. How, how does your faith kind of play into it or does it play into it? What can be done about it? When I say the church, I'm talking about uh, evangelical white Christians and the black folk who attend their churches. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. I'm Fred Jeff Smith, pastor of Shiloh, and I'm very, very happy that you chose to either listen uh, through iTunes or Spotify or view on YouTube this week's edition of our Thrive Podcast. This is the third year, and this is the third uh, edition of the interview portion of the Thrive Podcast. And as always, we invite your input. Uh, you can reach me at fredjeffsmith at cox.net, fredjeffsmith at cox.net. You can let us know what we're doing well, what we're doing poorly, things that we can improve upon. We just want to hear from you uh, about how the Thrive Podcast is affecting you and your life. I am very happy today to welcome husband and wife team Larkin and Shirley Weber, uh, who are neighbors of ours and uh, <laughs> of a sort. Uh, we have a television broadcast, A Closer Look, that comes on CW21 here in Baton Rouge locally uh, at 6 o'clock p.m., and the Larkins have uh, the time slot just ahead of us mm-hmm. at, at 5 o'clock p.m. Uh, one Way 225. One Way right? TV 225. One, one Way TT, TV 225. Right. We are so happy that you all chose to come and share with us mm-hmm. today. Thank Welcome you. to the Thrive Podcast. Thank you for Thank having you us for on. Us. Right. I've been enjoyed listening to you all, uh, getting to know you uh, before we started taping. Tell me, you, you, you shared that you all have been together since high school. High school. Bless your right, heart. Right. Come on. So, 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 so talk about it. <laughs> what is it like to be married to your life mate, uh, someone that you've known since high school? Well, it's exciting. It feels good. It feels good exciting. because, you know, we know. You want to go ahead and say something? You, you know, a lot of ladies say <laughs> Your marriage seems like it's a fairy tale. That's not true. I know that y'all go through a lot of things, but we do. You know, everybody does. You know, everybody in marriage. But what our main goal is, we try to outlove each other. Right. You know, I try to outlove him. He tries to outlove me. But she can't, though. So we argue about who I love each other. And so that's a good thing. Yes. That's a good thing. And so whenever we do go through a situation, what we do is, my main thing is, Never go to bed angry, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Right. You have to stay up and get this thing resolved because you don't know if the, tomorrow's not promised. That's right. So, Sometimes I have I had to go to work and didn't go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right. It's all good, though. I went to work happy. Yes. I went to work happy, yes. So which yes. was the main thing. I didn't go with a bunch of uh, anxiety, depression, issues mm-hmm. in my mind because we resolved it. Right. And if, so t- t- tell me about your family. You, you, you all were saying that you all are not just married to each other. You all are parents. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you all have raised a family. Mm-hmm. You all are, are, are native to the Baton Rouge area. Right. What's it been like raising a family here in Baton Rouge? Oh, it's been, I guess it's probably the same as anywhere. Yeah. You know, when whenever you in different areas, I've been a lot of different places. And mm-hmm. the hoods, if you call it the hood, they the mm-hmm. same everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the suburban areas, the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go out of town on trips or we took vacations, we can go see the 
nice areas, but you know what? You had to ride through the bad areas. Too. I understand. And so I think it's the same. You just have to learn how you have to um, survive in your particular area that you're mm-hmm. in. Yeah, and right. so I believe raising our kids is it was. It wasn't so much a challenge since we grew up here mm-hmm. because we knew the area. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much knew the things you would encounter if you were in this area or the neighborhoods or mm-hmm. the situations you had to face. So mm-hmm. we could teach them from our own experience. Mm-hmm. Right, and we have three grown children now right, right. and four grandchildren. Right. Oh, congratulations. Four thanks, thanks. And we got a chance to marry all our kids. That's right, right. And that, that was them and right, right. That's so tremendous. That which was unique. That ble- now, if you want to know what blessed me really the most, that was it. Okay. Yeah. That was it because I, I I've done a lot of things, but mm-hmm. I tried to send my kids to somebody else mm-hmm. to get counsel mm-hmm. because I understood what counseling is. You, right. you have to go through a lot of touchy moments. You have to talk mm-hmm. about some personal stuff that children don't want to talk to their parents about. Right. And I knew we were gonna have to go there, and I advised them to go to somebody that I would recommend that I. Feel Felt like we'll give them the right counsel. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, they told me, they said, Dad, why would we go to someone else? We saw your life. Mm-hmm. So we know you. And I realized this. I know this for a fact. Mm-hmm. Children will not lie. Mm-hmm. They know what they're seeing. Sure. Right. They know what they're watching in your home. If you're a liar, if you're dirty, if you're doing stuff that don't make sense, they know it. They see mm-hmm. it. They say, no, I'm not listening to Dad. I'm not listening to Mama. You know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They were honest. They said, we saw y'all life. Who else will we go to? Right, and they, and they blessed the, me. They went through the counseling. Now we don't butt in in their right, life. Right. Now, if they don't want us sure, in there, right. we don't bother them. But most of the time, my daughter-in-laws they even call me with a question. Right. I, have, right. I have a question for you, right. and it makes me feel good because I mean they respect me enough to get my advice. Certainly. Right, right. Yeah, whether now, they use it or not. Do your children all live in the Baton Rouge area? Or in the Baton Rouge area. Right. Right. Okay, so, so so everybody is, is right around here. Everybody's around everybody's here. So you guys here. spend holidays together and things? Yes. Holidays so together, right, That's right. wonderful. I, I watch my kids. Go I, like, I like this. I like this when, you know, I see some of the things that they are implementing in their family. That's we used right. to always do Friday nights. To family night. Family night. You can get in there, and then we give them a chance to actually lay out anything that they're feeling that we're doing wrong mm-hmm. in their life when they were right. growing up. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, let's have this discussion time. This is your time to tell us what you feel like we're not doing. Right, You know, right. as your parents, what we're not doing for you. Right. And so I see that in their home, that they're implementing with their kids. And to see them do Friday night, family mm-hmm. night, to mm-hmm. where I can call them and they'll say, Mom, we're about to do family night. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we done picked a movie or we done did this and we're finna do this so I'll talk okay. to you later. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's a blessing. So, so, so tell me <clears throat> I was raised in a preacher's house. Mm-hmm. My father and, and pastored this church. Okay. And I know that sometimes Reverend Charles T. Smith yes. <laughs> wasn't daddy. Uh, uh-huh. And sometimes daddy wasn't Reverend Charles T. Right. Two different people, right. two different right. persons. Right. So so I got to see both sides. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and and I saw the struggles mm-hmm. that, that, that go on uh, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, struggles that you can't always uh, reveal to the public. Right, uh, right. Uh, uh, 
internal fights and things of that mm-hmm. sort. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's the same with with with, every, with just about every, every, every family. family. Every family. But but when when you have a public persona, as you mm-hmm. all do, mm-hmm. uh, through your social media, through your television broadcast, right. through your motivational speaking, through your ministry, you all have a public persona. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. people who don't know you uh-huh. think they know you. Right. They've seen right. you on TV. Right. I know you. You're like this. You're like that. <laughs> right. They really don't nope. know you. Right. right. How do you balance the private you uh-huh. with the public okay. you? you? You know what I do? And people know me for this. Mm-hmm. That's why I couldn't change my name from Doc when I was telling you earlier. Right. Is I try to be myself. Mm-hmm. I try to be genuine because mm-hmm. I don't like fake. I don't like phony. I don't like mm-hmm. to be around phony people. Mm-hmm. I never liked that growing up. And yeah. so I, when I feel myself getting phony, I feel like I'm a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. And so it affects me. Mm-hmm. It makes me really feel uncomfortable with myself. So I vow to try to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Because okay, I, but I'm not talking about the phony part because there is a phony part. Right, right. I'm talking about when somebody hurts you. Uh-huh. I watched people hurt mm-hmm. my uh-huh. father okay. and my mother, yes. okay. and they could not let the public know that they were hurt. Okay, but when they came home, they let, they let and 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 the hurt was revealed uh-huh. in the private setting as opposed to the public, public. setting. Okay. Right. Well, I, I'm asking you, how how do you all balance that off? Because I'm sure that there have been oh, times yeah, that you, yeah. you you all public speakers. I'm sure you said something that rubbed somebody the wrong right. way of course, at some point. Of course, and, and, of course. And and they came and they said something to you mm-hmm. in, in, in a negative way, mm-hmm. in a dismissive way, in a hurtful mm-hmm. way, and yet you can't let it be known publicly that mm-hmm. this person has affected you this way. Right. But when you get home uh-huh. and, and, and you start talking about it and you start thinking about it, uh-huh. how do you all balance that off? Okay, well, I would say I'm so hard to to not say what I feel. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to not say what I feel. Okay. So, so that means I may so, so, say something so, so in the public. So if they say something I might say something. I might okay. say Because I'm not holding back. I'm uh-huh. not trying to be phony. Okay. It's like I am a real person. In right. fact, when we when we went out doing our ministry, when I was doing the music side, evangelizing, mm-hmm. I, the, my partner who was with me, I used to tell him this before we went out. I said, you know what? People, children and elderly people can spy phony a mile away. Yes. I said, they know when you fake. Right. And I said, so when we go minister, let's mm-hmm. pray before we go out here that mm-hmm. we are just like we sitting on the back porch with our family, mm-hmm. with our kids, with just a T-shirt on and some shorts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when we deliver this message, let's be as honest and yes. real and yes. truthful to these people as we can mm-hmm. so that they can receive it the right way. Mm-hmm. And when we leave, if they see us, they see that same person mm-hmm. that they were seeing. I am here. I am human. I have things that go on. But mm-hmm. I, I should be carrying myself in a way. Mm-hmm. That I'm respectful to who I am as a Christian now. Right, because see, the Bible says whatever you do in the dark, gonna come, You'll come out the in light. the light. Uh-huh. And you know, with my teaching, I have actually got on stage and I have told people, well, yeah, this person has hurt me. Mm-hmm. I don't tell who the person is. Right, right. But right. I'll let them know that I'm real. Mm-hmm. And you know, I let them know that, yeah, I have struggles. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I have this podcast that I'm launching, well, this webinar that I'm launching. I'm okay. about to, it was well, launched two days ago mm-hmm. but it's like I started a texting ministry mm-hmm. and then I would text people encouraging messages 
every week. Okay. And so I started out with a hundred women, well, a yes, hundred people. And you know, because I was being real with them, I was telling them certain things that I was struggling with. Mm-hmm. And you know, I struggled with depression. Okay. I, you know, I used to. Hmm. And now I use that. You know, I tried to uh, back then. I tried to commit suicide. I use that. You know, that's my testimony mm-hmm. because one place I went to and I told my story. And when I told my story, when I got off the stage, this lady came to me and she showed me her scars. She mm-hmm. had just tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you can stand up here and you have changed, right. I know I can change. Right. And so that's what we have to do. We have to be real, that's you know, right. because being fake and phony, we can't do it. And so things that goes on in our house, yeah, certain people have hurt us. Certain people have said ugly things about right. us. But we have to go and we have to revamp. That's we have right. to say, you know, right. my mom used to always say, they talked about Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. So right. What makes you think That's you right. any different? That's right. That's right. Yeah. right. And we're living in a time, too, where reality TV is so big. Yeah. Well, it is. Everybody uh-huh. want to see what's happening. What's they want to see what's on. going on with you for real. Like, yeah. are you really living like this? Are yeah. you really dressed like this? Or That's why mm-hmm. I always, they know me for the baseball cap. Uh-huh. I always did that. Uh-huh. I like wearing my glasses because I have to, I'm like, you know, this is what I wear. Mm-hmm. I wear my tennis shoes. I'm a regular person. Mm-hmm. My right. dress, I try to make it match my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you see me in the store, you might see this person. I understand. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to me and you say something, I'm not going to say something. I know how to conduct myself mm-hmm. to where I'm not uh, violating my my Christian walk. Right. right. But I also know how to present myself and say something to answer you in a mm-hmm. way that you know, hey, I don't like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not good. I and understand. so I don't feel like I'm violating anything when I do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being honest mm-hmm. and truthful and then I'm teaching people how to do it. And also, you have to do this in a way that makes uh, sense because when Jesus preached, he preached in a way that the young people were able to get it and the real educated was able to get it at the sure. same time. Right. So that means when I present myself, I want it to be in a way that the real young can come and the real educated can get it and everybody can receive from me at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't want it to be over people head or mm-hmm. under, but it's a time for it. Maybe it's behind closed doors. You're in the room with a lot of intellectually inclined people who are smart that want to go deeper and dig in. But most Mm -hmm. of the time, it's ABC. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just be regular and real to people so that they can receive this because we have a short time to be here. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to be a person that's fake. And then I'm not really having an opportunity to be a witness. Mm -hmm. I think I'm more of a witness being real. Let me ask you this. Uh, Your background is music. before you were saved, you were telling me that your background was secular music. Right. Mm-hmm. Now it's exclusively Christian music. 100%. Uh, uh, tell me what your thoughts are, both mm-hmm. of you. Okay. What, what are your thoughts about the state of gospel music today? Okay. Uh, I'm 58 years old, mm-hmm. and, and so I come from a slightly different generation than a lot of the people who serve in our music ministry and who sing in our music ministry. Mm-hmm. And the things that they like mm-hmm. are not always the things <laughs> that, that I like. Right. Uh, right. Not, now, you know, it's not about what I like. It's about right. what ministers right. to people. Mm-hmm. But 
You talk about being not being fake. That's being, right. Being, there's some music that's right. that's that right. just drives me up it, a wall. But guess what? It drives me up there and too. You, okay. you say the same thing mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. You ain't said nothing. Right. But the same thing for right. 10 oh, minutes. Right. And then alto say it, and then soprano say it. And then, Give me your uh, opinion mm. about the state of gospel music. Oh, today. I can where, give you where that. Where is it? Today? I can give you that easy. Um, it's not in a good place. Okay. Oh. I don't believe it's in a good place. Okay. And I'm, I'm not 15, but I'm not 80. Mm. So I'm in the window in between that. Yes. So I've seen it all. I did music. I, I've done it. And it's a thing. When we had the, uh, our church location, well, I had to screen the music. To make sure that what was being played was what was supposed to be played. Okay. And so I look at it totally different because when you're in the music, everybody who is a musician will understand this. I hear all the sounds. Mm-hmm. I hear all the notes. I hear all the words. I hear everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so I'm analyzing it mm-hmm. without even knowing that I'm analyzing mm-hmm. it. And so I had to get in a place to where I found what was worship music. Mm-hmm. What was praise music? Mm-hmm. What was riding your car music? Mm-hmm. What was exercise music? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is separation of music because mm-hmm. they have children music, they have adult, they have all this. Right. So I had to break it down and say, this is not a worship song. Mm-hmm. We're not doing, we're going to do worship songs and worship time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not a praise song. This is just a song you should be doing exercise to and exercise, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Okay. You can have that kind of music, but it's a place for it. Right. It's not always supposed to be in the sanctuary okay. doing this. Okay. And so we had so I had a small list. I couldn't even find a whole lot of the music. And I was like, wow. So Satan is tricking us even with this, getting us away Mm -hmm. from the roots of what praise and worship music really is. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go back to a lot of the old school songs. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is me. It's like they are praising God with this. Yes. They are worshiping him with this. Yes. This is just dance and clap music. Okay. And when I was younger, they had church musicals. Yes. And I was little and I went to them. And I said, you know what? It's a place for that because they had them when I grew up. I said, some of this stuff should be done at a church musical. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you just here to get the people pumped up, encouraged, and have a good celebrative Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. That's a difference Mm -hmm. than being in the church service and doing praise and worship music. Mm -hmm. And so I think as leaders, we have to separate this. So, how does your music staff respond to that? Well, when you make that, that critique with them. You have to under. We have to talk. You have to get on the same page mm-hmm. because everybody, uh, you know, they, you don't want people to say, "Well, you old school, or you in traditional ways," or you. I mean, everybody gonna feel like they feel. But once you get down to understanding, so I, I wouldn't strong on anything. Mm-hmm. I would just explain mm-hmm. and express and let them have a point of view. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think praise mm-hmm. music is. Let's have a teaching. Let's go back to the foundation, mm-hmm. ABC, mm-hmm. and let them pick. What is praise? Mm-hmm. What is worship? Right. And then let them handle that area because they have understanding. See, when you when you give people a chance to make decisions, mm-hmm. they usually can make the right decision. Okay. Right. But when you strong arm them into doing something, you're gonna have rebellion. You're gonna have uh, a buck against the system. Right. Because we had the you know when we had church service to where we had a lot of youth in because mm-hmm. at first we were dealing with a lot of the youth right and they would bring music in and um <laughs> we had an event and we were uh we had already had it structured right you know? and these young men came in and they said well i, I want to do a song 
I want to do a song, not this event, not this event, but you can come in. So I took them in in the office and listened to what they had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not on this particular time, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I don't want to shut the door on you to say you can't do this. But because that's your gift, that's Mm -hmm. your gift that God has given to you. But I don't want to shut it down, but it's already laid out for this event right here. So what you're describing is structure. It's structure, basically. There needs to be a structure. It needs to be a structure. what's going right on. and right. whoever your praise leader is mm-hmm. they have to be on the same page with you right to understand i'm okay with all praising god right with everything mm-hmm. that's good but it's a time and a place mm-hmm. for oh. certain times mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. ecclesiastes 3 says a time for everything right mm-hmm. so that means it's a time and a place for it just know when it is right. right and don't bring it into the wrong environment because it don't fit mm-hmm. right. and that's all and when you get your praise leader on pa- on board mm-hmm. They will find the right ones that makes the choir respond the right, right. way, the right. musicians respond the right way, and everybody receiving it the right way. And even the leadership will be like, I like this. Yeah. They went where I feel it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Right. Well, I feel like we're, we're blessed here at Shiloh with excellent music staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been here now nearly seven years. It'll be seven years in March. Okay. And I think that we have a good relationship, good understanding mm-hmm. with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm not... In case anybody's listening, I ain't, I ain't talking about what's going on right, right, here. I'm, right, I'm just talking right, right. In, in a general right, sense. Right, right. But I do see, and, and, and this is not the first place where I've served. I, I've, I've served at other churches in other places. Uh, and I do know that music can be problematic yes, it can. In, 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 a, in a worship experience. And, and I don't care whether it's a traditional church or mm-hmm. a contemporary church, whether it's a Baptist church right. or a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. Music can be, it has tremendous drawing power, right. but it can also be a problem. Right. Give me your, your as, as, as someone who has done music mm-hmm. as, as a part of your life, how do you fight against the gig mentality that exists within some musicians where 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 they they come to the church mm-hmm. they they play for the church mm-hmm. but they also play, play the in other places well it gets it gets touchy because it's i mean you have to make decisions right okay in in leadership you always have to make decisions, and mm-hmm. some decisions decisions don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. All right, and so for me, I don't like the church being a business. Mm-hmm. I don't like it feeling like a business mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was at a place where I would put. Uh, well, any company, let's do this for example. You have a company like mm-hmm. Exxon, mm-hmm. Dow Chemicals, any of those places. Mm-hmm. The reason they're running properly and making so much money is because they have a structure. Mm-hmm. They have a round table where the, the head management comes in, the supervisors, the leaders sit in and talk. All the workers not in there. But the heads that run it are in there. Right. And they have a structure in place that cannot be crossed regardless of right. what nobody say. Mm-hmm. And that what, that's what causes that company to run right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how much more should God's house mm-hmm. be structured like that? Mm-hmm. Right. And so that means we as leaders should be sitting down with our other leaders in the positions mm-hmm. having these meetings, mm-hmm. talking to them, getting on the same page where everybody inside knows the format Mm -hmm. and if you have things as the leader if I'm at Exxon or Dow I use those because they big companies if you're there 
and somebody is not doing what they should do to be in this position, right. they don't be in that position. Right. right. They have to put them in a position that they can run. They can still work at the company, mm-hmm. but they can't be the manager. They can't be the supervisor. They can't be the leader of this because you're not doing what is required. Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, you see where it has the positions, where it talks about bishops and apostles. And, and, and when I read the qualifications, I got scared. <laughs> see, some people don't get scared. I, I got scared. Sure. I said, hey, this is God's word. Right. Do I fit these credentials to be calling myself this? Right. And so, if you don't, you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. But you're going to be held accountable to God. In right. Right. And so, if you are not fitting the qualifications for this, mm-hmm. you maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we had to thin out things to find people that qualified to do it. Right. And if they and it's they they are there. Mm-hmm. They are really there. Mm-hmm. You can't ever say they're not there because they are. Right. But you have to do the the research mm-hmm. as the leader, right? Because even in, even in the midst of you know this is a good talent, you right. can really right. sing, you right. can really play, right? But you know you can't straddle. You the can't straddle the fence. I mean, we so know that's done scriptural. Either, you either hot do or you think you that this has anything to do with why younger uh, African American people are straying away from? the church that they sense that there is a lack of genuineness or a Mm -hmm. lack of maybe not genuineness maybe Mm -hmm. maybe there's a lack of focus Mm -hmm. uh uh, amongst those who provide ministry in the church i'm 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 constantly on this quest to understand what's going on with younger people as i said i'm 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 getting old now i'm 58 (laughs) years old Mm -hmm. and and so i can't I can't even call myself middle-aged anymore <laughs> because middle-aged would mean I'm living to be 116 and I don't know if that's in God's plan for me. So I'm, 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 as my father would say, there are more days behind me than there are in front of me. But I'm trying for this church to maintain its efficacy and for other churches to maintain their strength. We have to be able to draw on younger people mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and draw from their creativity and, and draw from their ideas and draw mm-hmm. from their energy right. Uh, right. Uh, in, in order to, to keep the church going. And so when I see the falling away from the church mm-hmm. by younger people, I'm constantly trying to figure out why. What, what's going on? What's causing that to happen? And so everybody who sits where you all are sitting, uh-huh. I ask this question. Okay. I, I, I had Antoine Pearson here last week, mm-hmm. and I asked him the same question. So don't, don't, don't think I'm asking you no, a question. I'm, I'm not I'm asking good anybody. I'm, good I'm it. just I'm trying good. to figure out what is it that's causing these younger people to, to make the decision not that they don't love God, but they ain't crazy about going to church. Well, you know what? You know what I would say with all of that? I would say this. I would say don't compromise God's word That's regardless right. of what happens. Okay. That's right. Don't, don't, because in the end, we all going to be held accountable for what know. the word That's say. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I can't sugarcoat things mm. so I can have a better church mm-hmm. or a better choir or better environment. I need all the people here. Mm-hmm. I, I can't preach a message so I can get money so the lights can be on. I can't do all that. Mm-hmm. Right. I have to do it according to God's word mm-hmm. and and believe and trust his word that he will provide mm-hmm. who's supposed to be there, what's supposed to be there, and how it's supposed to be handled. Yeah. And I also believe when we do that, what happens is you have a structure 
that that people respect. Mm -hmm. And so you will have the right people there because they respecting the leadership. See, when they don't, I had one, we were ministering somewhere, and one of the guys said he lost all respect for the pastor because he saw him out drinking behind the place where the other people was at. Mm -hmm. And I said, so it's the leadership. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. So when you get in these positions, Mm -hmm. you didn't ask yourself to do it. That means if you, that's why if you wasn't called to do it, you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Because you could be taking on something that you shouldn't and it's going to end up failing in the end because you wasn't really called to do it. Mm -hmm. So my wife, she is real good with kids and Mm -hmm. children. I hate to change diapers. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to do that. But she is really good with these things. And it's like, I'm not graced in that area and I'm not trying to be that. But Mm -hmm. I'll do what I have to do. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I get a break, I'm getting away from that. I understand. And so I believe that's what we have to have with the church. You have to have the structure and order, and we can't compromise it because of nothing. Because once you do, then your your, your, uh, congregation, uh, they will start not respecting you. Mm -hmm. Even though you feel like they waver and leaving, but they still respect. Mm -hmm. Because my children showed me that when I said I got blessed by them asking me to uh, counsel them. Right. They respected me right. enough to know I'm going to him because I believe he is right. doing it right. Sure. In fact, I could tell you this. One time I had in 2010, I had a release concert for one of my projects. And God had told me I'm going to give away a million copies. I didn't have a million dollars. I didn't know how that would happen, but mm-hmm. he said I'm going to give away a million copies. Well, it had one guy came up to me after it was over. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he said, Doc, I really believe your message. Mm-hmm. He said, because he's been following me, he's watching, he said, I really believe. I said, okay, man, why? He said, you don't want nothing. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't find no angle. So he had been really watching me to find an angle of me mm-hmm. not being genuine with mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It was like out all the time. And he said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not at home all the time. I drive trucks mm-hmm. and I can't be at church all the time. He said, but this is what God put on my heart. I'm going to buy boxes of your CDs. And when I go out on the road, I'm giving them out. That's my ministry. Mm-hmm. And I said, all you have to do is pay for what the cost of them. I don't want no money from it. Right. I just want the gospel with it. So right. just do. So that means that if you have an order of discipline of mm-hmm. how you conduct yourself, mm-hmm. God will provide. It may not be what we want to see, but he said he'll supply all your needs, not your wants. Yes. So that means you, maybe you don't need that. Right. That's how I look at it. Maybe we don't need that. I'm okay with it because I know my ultimate goal is to make it to heaven. My ultimate goal is to not be living a life that's fake and phony just to make other people feel good and then feel like I did my job. No, Mm -hmm. my job is to be a witness Mm -hmm. for him. He said your gift will make room for you and your gift, the making room for you is for him to get glorified. Mm -hmm. So if I'm able to run fast and I grew up where I'm the fastest one in the neighborhood, well, I didn't give myself that ability. So that means God blessed me to be able to run faster than most people, right? Mm-hmm. So that means I'm going to be in areas that most people that I'm around can't get in. I'm going to be around a lot of fast people, athletes. And so that means 
I'm going to be able to present God over there if I'm living my life for him where I can be in the area that you can't go in. Right. Mm -hmm. So my gift was making room for me to go there to give God glory because he blessed me with the gift. I understand. And so we have to make sure that we conduct ourselves and don't compromise. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's the big word right there. Right. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. No matter what. And then you have to have high standards and your standards is what the word says. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Whatever his word it says don't veer off of it don't compromise it just do what it says do what and it then says. he will draw the people to you that's, that's right. supposed to be in the congregation that okay. you're supposed to be leading and okay. and your leadership mm-hmm. once you have this round table meeting with them mm-hmm. they should understand the structure right. let them be responsible for making sure that that area is ran right mm-hmm. it's like I'm just laying out the plan right mm-hmm. but the plan has to take place through you you are my leader. Now, you, and make them understand. Let them, see, sometimes they don't even know about music. Mm-hmm. Who was over music? They hear it. Satan was the head worshiper, okay? So I was like, just having this conversation <laughs> with somebody this morning. It's real. Yeah. It's real. This is not make-believe. He yeah. was the head worshiper, so that means he, you think he's going to let you come running stuff yeah. and don't have, <laughs> hey, and not do not, so he could trick you and have you thinking that you're doing the right thing with this gift and yeah. you be polluting it. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you get your leadership to understand Understand what this music is, mm-hmm. what it's for, who was over music. Do they right. even know about music, period? Because right. a lot of them don't realize what this music is huh. and how the power you have. I, I didn't record it for people when I wasn't saved. Mm-hmm. I had some of the best musicians. Mm-hmm. I have seen some of the best singers. Some people don't need the mic. Mm-hmm. Some people have something going on in their throat right. where I tape them good. It's like, man, they come, I mean, it's so clean and powerful. Yes, and some sir. people, it's a struggle yes, because they don't have that gift. Mm-hmm. And then I have musicians that can play so good that they can come. And some of them would tell me. I can make this happen. Watch this. Mm-hmm. And I could do this. So something, you know, music can make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Music can make you cry. Mm-hmm. Music can make you compassionate. Music can make you angry. angry. When I made music, I had some jump music making people go to the club buck jumping. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I was making beats to make them do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, the power in music is real. Yes. Right. And so if people who are in the leadership to be your music, musicians and leaders don't understand what they're doing, mm-hmm. then and they can be causing something to happen out of ignorance. Mm-hmm. Because, and so I believe as the head, we should teach them this right. mm-hmm. and then get them on the same page. Say, hey, if you're going to be the, the leader, you should know about what you're dealing with. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, you should know something about your enemy. Mm-hmm. Before, because when we played football and I was coaching, you had to know about the other team. We had scout right. reports. Right. You said the scout report to spy out the land and see what to do to these people to beat them. Mm-hmm. Well, you should find out about Satan, find out about what he was over, find out about music. So you won't handle it the same way. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get them to get their minds right with where they are, right. then maybe they will start operating a different way and respect it different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Respect yeah. it different to where, hey, I can't be doing this. right? Because mm-hmm. I knew guys, a lot of them, they'll go to church and then they'll play secular. They'll go in the club. They'll do, And that's not right. Yeah. Right. right. In fact, when I had my studio before I got saved, mm-hmm. over 20 years ago, I had convinced myself, I was hooked on music. I had convinced myself that I was going to be like Circle K. 
I said, Circle K don't care who come in there to buy gas or whatever. They sell it to everybody. Right. It wasn't illegal to sell gas to every single person. So they had convicts, criminals, drug addicts, drug dealers, these people mm-hmm. coming to the gas station. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't do none of that stuff in the gas station. They had to get them money, buy the gas. So I convinced my own self that I'm not saying I'm the best producer in the world, but a lot of people was coming to me. And I said, well, I'm going to just give them this product, and they pay me. Mm-hmm. And whatever they go do with it, that's, that's on them. them and- well, God showed me with that. Well, I was wrong in the end. Okay. See, when I got say, he showed me. No, he said, no. He said, you are a part of contributing to what they doing. Mm-hmm. So you all know, I gave you that gift. Mm-hmm. And you are taking that gift, taking it out there, causing these people to buck jump, causing mm-hmm. people to get shot, causing people to uh, sleep around with other people and, mm-hmm. and have these relationships. You causing them to do this. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow, I didn't look at it like that. Mm-hmm. So the gift wasn't mine. It was God's right. that was given to me. It said in Jeremiah 1, 5, before he formed us in the womb, he knew us. That's that right. means he sent me here with something. Right. And so that means when people start realizing what they have, mm-hmm. they start thinking about, hey, I'm going to have to answer to God with this thing later on. Mm-hmm. Right. So this time is temporary. Everybody mm-hmm. leaving. So you just here to pass through. And while you're here, you better make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. with the gift you've been blessed with. Mm-hmm. I can't judge everybody. The Bible has already done it. Mm-hmm. And so all I can do is be the, stu- the, the instructor, the steward, the steward mm-hmm. of what I have and instruct it the right way. Everybody not going to listen to me. Right. I'm okay with that. Right. But I am supposed to be the one who lay out the plan mm. and pursue it because really we are his children that's left here to represent him. Mm-hmm. Right. And if we are representing him, who are we to let things go anyway, yeah. any kind of way? That's not done right. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be held accountable. And that's why you say the leader's going to be here more accountable mm-hmm. for their actions. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you have been placed in a position to show everybody how it's supposed to be done. That's right. And so when they go astray, they're going to get dealt with, too. Mm-hmm. They're not away. You know, it said the Ezekiel, thank Ezekiel 18, uh, it said the parent will not be punished for the child's sin. The child will not be punished for the parent's sin. Right. Mm-hmm. Righteous people will be judged for their own righteous behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. Wicked people will be judged for their own wickedness. Mm-hmm. That means, I used to tell the kids this, I say, hey, you're going to be held accountable for your own stuff. I'm not going to get judged. You go out there and do that crazy stuff. Right. God is looking at you. Right. But he is looking at me, too. Right. And if I don't handle my position right, mm-hmm. see, if you at Exxon Dow and you don't handle your position right, one guy told me, they say something like, uh, hit the gate. When they tell you hit the <laughs> you hit the gate, it means it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Ain't no ain't no coming back. Either. They don't let you back in when they tell you hit the gate. I understand? It's over. And so we gotta have that feel, that mentality. I can't let God's house not be ran as better than these earthly businesses that's here on earth. Okay. Mm, that's fine. Let me ask you this: uh, You guys do motivational speaking mm-hmm. individually and as couples. Yes. Mm-hmm. You talk about marriages. You talk about family. Mm-hmm. You talk about uh, faith and implementing faith. I have not 
ever had the opportunity to sit in one of your motivational sessions. Mm-hmm. Describe for me what it would be like if, if, if I came to one of your motivational speaking sessions. Okay. G- give me a picture of, of, okay. of, of, what, of what, what happened. Well, well see, the, the, our blessed, uh, what we blessed by is we're a husband and wife right. team. Right. And right. so we utilize that more than anything okay. because we believe that teams that work together win. And so what we do, we do skits. Okay. We'll put on dramatization. Right. We'll do uh, things that they can relate to so they can understand. We bring our practical, everyday life situations into that into drama, that drama <laughs> mm-hmm. into that, and then let them be able to experience it from their point of view of knowing, hey, that happened in my life. That happens to me. Mm-hmm. And then we explain it in a way that's biblical because sometimes when you're in school, you can only go so far because mm-hmm. they have rules and regulations. But mm-hmm. I, we are Christians. Mm-hmm. So we're going to always present ourselves as Christians right. wherever we at. So that means when we do it, we have to conduct it in a way that it's still our uh, Christian principles are in operation, oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. but we present it in a way that everybody can receive from it. Right, because when we do our marriage ministry, because uh, we, we have different ministries, when we do our marriage ministry, we come up and we actually, you know, people like to dance. Um, so when we do our marriage banquet, we'll put on, you know, put on some Christian music mm-hmm. and then show the couples how to be one together, how mm-hmm. to dance and have fun. Mm-hmm. And then we bring you a presentation of things that we have went through because people want to see that you're real. Right, and so right. we do like a dramatization skit to show them arguments, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even in the skit I, I transformation and have rollers in my head. Ooh, okay. and, right. and so they like, when I came out on the stage <laughs> like that, they were like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I heard one man say that's how you look at <laughs> So, you know, we really be real to where we showing them, look, this is how these houses be. Right. But, you know, we want to spark up the marriage a little bit. We want right. to do this. Don't have rollers in every night. Right, you know? right. Just Take them things out sometimes. You know, look look attractive because, you know, you don't want to, because we've been together a very long time. So right. he done seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, he done seen it all. But what we do with the presentation, we want everybody to leave there different than what they came in. Right. Because I had uh, one lady that was working the door, and she said, you had some studious people coming here. They were all, <laughs> you, know, you know, we had some bishops and some, you know, that came with us. Right. And then at the end of the night, they were dancing, leaving out of there. Mm-hmm. And so we just try to be real in our ministry. Right. Every ministry we have, like with my, um, my webinar that I just launched, you know, I try to make it to where people see who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to get to know who Shirley is, you mm-hmm. know, the good part of me, you know, I want everybody to see Christ, mm-hmm. but I have some downfalls. Like I told you, I had went through a period of depression mm-hmm. and I tell people that I was in, a, I was in depression mm-hmm. and I was using that and I was in church, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people are in church hurting mm-hmm. and they can't tell anybody because of the position that they're in. Right, and they're right. feeling like, well, I can't tell people this because 
they're not going to respect me. They're going to look at me like this. Mm -hmm. Well, the devil was telling me, don't tell nobody you're on depression medicine. Don't tell nobody that you're doing this. Well, I have a doctor that I have been ministering to for about a year now, counseling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a doctor. You don't not go to the doctor. You go to the doctor and you expect him or her to give you the right diagnosis and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I have been ministering to her and it's a lot of things that she was struggling with that she couldn't tell anybody because she's a doctor. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord wants us to be real. That's right. He wants us to let it out. You know, we have faults and we're supposed to confess our faults Mm -hmm. one to another. It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want you to feel like I'm Miss Patty, Miss Perfect. You know, no, I go through some things, a lot of things, but my covering is the Lord. I use that word every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to, you know, I get up, my husband, I always tell the people when I go and minister, I say, my poor husband, you know, he's so <laughs> sweet, you know, because every day he used to say, how you feeling this morning? And I used to say, I'm depressed. And he was like, oh, I wish you would get out of this depression. (laughs) Uh, But my mouth, I was speaking things into my existence Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tell people that in my teachings. I tell them, look, I say, you have to watch what you're speaking. I said, so now every morning I wake up, I say, this is the day that the Mm -hmm. Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I make a declaring right there. I said, I'm going to rejoice in this day. Mm -hmm. I don't care what goes on through the day. The Lord said he's going to supply all of my needs. He said he's going to protect me and cover me. So I'm walking in that blessing every day. Mm. So with the question that you asked about our presentation, we just really have fun. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. We okay. When we go into the schools, we're giving them tools out of our books, our right. two books. We're giving them tools on how to be the best them that they can be. Because right. a lot of people don't know their true identity. Mm-hmm. A lot of people struggle with who, who they are. They'll go off of social media. They'll go off of magazines and try to fit in. But the Lord made us so different mm-hmm. and he made us so unique that he gave us something different. Mm-hmm. He gave us our own personal fingerprints. Right. Nobody can be me but me. That's right. And so I go and I talk to the young and the older about this. You have to know who you are in Christ so that you could be all he created you to be. That's right. That's right. Television ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all have been doing that for how long now? Uh, we just did that for basically a year. I would say a year. Um, okay. The television. Mm-hmm. But as far as the, the show itself, it's been three years now. Mm-hmm. It's been three years doing that. Do you find it fulfilling? Um, I find it. It was God told me I was going to do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was something that was put on my heart and my spirit to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's fulfilled because it came to pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so I feel like we had responses. We had mm-hmm. we have something on there called a letterbox. Mm-hmm. And the letterbox is where they can send in letters. They can send us information in, and we can answer that question live. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's my wife's area. Right. Yeah. Things that they're going through. Things so I let my wife through. answer that question, and I just kind of tag team with her. Mm-hmm with it and um, really the show I think it's fulfilling because we've got responses okay. and so anytime you get responses and feedback right. I believe it's effective because right. you know it's, if, you, if it's one soul you, you should be happy. Well, we've had a lot of people that respond and say, wow, it's really good. I really get something from it. Mm. Uh, and it's universal. Uh-huh. So we have had elderly people, 
all the way down to the youth because of the music, the little rap section, where mm-hmm. I'm breaking down a verse without music. So the video, I make sure I was supposed to do a video to all my songs, so I'm doing videos. Mm-hmm. That comes out, and so it, we, it's rounded. And mm-hmm. so that's what I feel like the ministry should be. It should be something that can reach everybody. Right, and the letterbox, I have had testimonies. I mm-hmm. had a lady, one of the questions was about fear. She was fearing going out of her house, okay. you know, because of brothers being killed and stuff like that. And then when I told that was me, when I told her that I used to fear, mm-hmm. I used to fear everything. I used to fear talking to people, mm-hmm. you know, because I felt like I was going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. My reaction wasn't going to be right. My facial expression. I was worried about too much stuff. And mm-hmm. then when I talked about that, she texted me, well, messaged me back because we have it to where you can actually leave reply, you can right, leave a right. comment. And she messaged me back and said that, thank you so much. I am planning a trip. I am about to leave out of this house. Mm-hmm. And she said, thank you because your testimony gave me encouragement to mm-hmm. go out and not fear. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, you know, we've seen, you know, we're getting some response because I have a lady at the library the other day, a <laughs> white lady, she had seen the show and she said, you're a wildflower. <laughs> she said, I did not know. She said, I was flipping through the channels and I saw you and she said, I see you come in the library but you're so quiet. Mm-hmm. She said, but you're a wildflower. I just love what you were saying and she said, and you were just, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, so it's different, different nationalities, yes, different colors, yes. different everybody involved that we want, and that's the vision I had. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says we're supposed to live a fruitful and productive, spirit-filled life while right. we're here on this earth, mm-hmm. and so that means people don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so fake, it's so phony. Like everybody trying to be what everybody else trying to be, mm-hmm. and what we talk about the identity so much because when mm-hmm. you look outside, you see everything that God created mm-hmm. looks different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. And it's all amazing. Trees, animals, fruits, everything is different. Mm-hmm. Why do we try to pattern ourselves behind everybody else? Mm-hmm. And that's not even how God created the world to be. That's what made it so special. And he mm-hmm. gave each one of us uniqueness to where, when I talked about the identity with the fingerprints, mm-hmm. it says each finger has a different print on it. So it's even deeper than just your fingerprint. It says each individual finger has its own, has its own print. That's why I was like, wow, so who did that? That yeah. means God was that precise mm. about what he was creating. So we, and when we talk to the kids, how they dressing the like and pants hanging down, and it's like you're following each other to the ditch. Why are you going to go somewhere that everybody else going, who are you? Right. Who are you? Who are, uh, you don't know if you're the next person to do anything if you're doing the same thing everybody else doing. And so the show Vision came alive because it has some of all of our ministry incorporated in it. And it's a small period of time for 30 minutes, but we have the letterbox where my wife can answer these questions. We have the word of the day where we can encourage you with a word. We have the deciphering verses where he gave me back when I was just doing the music for the youth at the church to Mm -hmm. have them understanding about this music how a lot of people hear the music but they don't hear the message right mm-hmm. and so the message is what saved you so if you got to hear the message right 
Right. And so you get to hear the message, and now it makes the song makes more sense to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now you get to hear that. And then we have a real talk session mm-hmm. where it's just us just being real. Let's just mm-hmm. talk about real life as us. Mm-hmm. That's right. And of mm-hmm. course, it got the altar call at the end because I couldn't do a CD. God put that on my heart when I first started uh, doing songs uh, saved. I had to have an altar call at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I put an altar call to give people an invitation to accept Christ if they haven't and how go do this. Sure. Right. And so it's rounded. And I see the benefit. I see white, black, young, old, all the different people that I desire to get touched by or getting touched by. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's effective just from that. So you you, you were talking about current issues, that that there's a section where you all talk about current events. Mm -hmm. Give me your sense of what's going on within our community Let's not talk about national politics. Mm -hmm. Let's just talk about things that are going on in Baton Rouge. Uh, You all are lifelong residents of Baton Rouge. I'm a lifelong resident of Baton Rouge. What's your sense of our home, our community, and where we are right now as a community? I believe our community is um, following, they searching. Like, they don't really know. It's almost like you're kind of confused. It's a confused state. Everybody looking for what to follow. Mm-hmm. And I see separation mm-hmm. where uh, it's a divide, where we, we, we have a lot of churches. We have a lot of people trying to do good things. But it's not a connection. It's not like we're on the same page on one accord because it's all about the different people of ministries trying to do something. And I believe as a whole at this point, if you're genuine and don't have an agenda, you can see some results take place in your community pretty easy, but it really requires the leadership Mm -hmm. to be on the same page. Right, because people are really hurting, and um, we do have a community outreach that we do. And what we do, we collaborate with other organizations. Mm -hmm. And if we're in this certain area, um, if we're in New Rose, we'll go talk to the pastors in New Rose. It's it's like we're doing a big event, Mm -hmm. and we'll bring that Difference Makers 225 Community Outreach. Mm -hmm. We'll bring that to your town. Mm -hmm. And then what we do, we get the pastors to come out. Any pastor that want to come out, because when we finish and we do that altar call, we want these people plugged in to a local church Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are hurting. And so we'll bring different organizations that's going on in their community that they may not even know about. about Because we have people, uh, when we get them together, uh, they might be domestic violence or it might be to where they need a job. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we talk to the different um, organizations and we get them to come out. Mm -hmm. And so it's not our show, it's for the community. Right. And we get them on the stage and you tell tell these people what you have to offer them so that they can get the help that they really need so that they can be whole. Right. And you know, that's what we've been doing with the community. So I see a lot of division because a lot of times we go into different areas trying to get the churches together is and like it's hard. a lot of them don't want to do it because they have their own like agendas. we have our own we we do our own community right. thing we do this and oh uh, no the church doors are always open right but we're not trying to come in and steal members we're just <laughs> trying to come in and help with the needs of the people mm-hmm. in that particular mm-hmm. area right because we go everywhere we'll go to new Rose. we'll go to lafayette we'll go to baton rouge we're that's not our home but we're going
doing to make a difference in that area and we're trying to pull the people that's in that area the leaders in that area together and say okay hey y'all need to work together mm -hmm. and you need to help these people because they're hurting right and, right you know hurting people hurt people right right yeah right and we have done an event in a just for example just say i'll pick um south baton rouge area mm -hmm. we did an event in the south baton rouge area we set up a big tent had people come out from different places and we had the event in the area of the community do you know i can uh say this because it happened people were watching had a lot of churches everywhere, but they were watching what we were doing, mm -hmm. but not coming to participate in what we right. doing. Mm -hmm. And some even came and got food and took it back. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is it? It's okay. It's okay. But it right. was like, you here. This is for your community. Right. This is for your area. Mm -hmm. And you had an opportunity to come and be a part of it because we're trying to stop things from happening in your area. Right. But it was hard to have them apart. A, a and I said, you know what's wrong? I said, what we need to do is... Uh, use the analogy of a snow cone stand. Mm -hmm. I want to get a snow cone stand, but I'm going to get you to sponsor, 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 so you're all on this snow cone stand in your area. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. It's not for you. It's not. So all of y'all have an invested interest in the snow cone stand. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, Everybody comes so you can reap the benefits from mm -hmm. your own snow cone stand. Mm -hmm. right. That is the analogy of what we have when we go out and try to do outreach in the community. Right. Try to get everybody in the area who not connected to connect on something that they all have uh, invested interest in mm -hmm. to where they all can reap a benefit from it. Mm -hmm. right. And I feel like that helps our community more. If we could generate that in our community, mm -hmm. we can see things happen in our community change because the world is doing what it's doing but you start in your home mm -hmm. and so we do it we call this our jerusalem this is where we're from so you want to start there mm -hmm. before you break out and go everywhere else right i have people like we support a missionary but i look at the mission work and i'm like boy it's some mission work need doing right here yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. it's a lot of work need to be done i understand the the outward look uh, uh and i know that there are some churches who are exclusive about mission work being uh, outward, foreign mm -hmm. missions, uh, overseas, things of that sort. Mm -hmm. But I do have a problem when your look is so far outward that you don't see the people right in front of you right. Right. that yeah, are hurting right. And, that's right. and, and, and you won't do what you have the ability to do right. to, to help meet the need right there right. in front of you. Right. Uh, uh, so that, 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 that's a peeve mm -hmm. of, of, of mine. In the future, mm -hmm. as, as we're, we're, we're wrapping up. Okay. T tell me where you see the future of your ministry going uh, mm -hmm. from here. Mm -hmm. uh, ha have you done everything that you felt led to do? Are, are there new things that God is leading you to and into mm -hmm. that you have not yet had the opportunity uh, to explore? Right, right. Well, it's a lot. Um, I, I see us just like we're on the 2020 time right now. Okay. okay. And that's the year 2020 vision, the year to see it clear. Okay. okay. And so we can see clearly now 
which direction we headed in. Okay. So we know exactly what we're supposed to do. All the facets of our ministry that he blessed us with, we're supposed to take it out to the world. Mm-hmm. So our ministry vision is to edify the church, evangelize the streets, and serve the world. Okay. Okay. So edifying the church is the church needs to be edified, built, and pumped up. Everybody, mm-hmm. whoever it is that's serving Christ, he said, if they were not against us, they with us. Mm-hmm. So that means they preaching the word is the word that's going to save people and change their life. So we need to edify the church, get okay. them off the pew, pump them up, uh, evangelize the streets, take the gifts that we have, mm-hmm. going out into the neighborhoods, the community, the city, the streets, wherever we go, and evangelize mm-hmm. with the gifts because we had the tools already been given to us to do that with mm-hmm. and serve the world, where mm-hmm. every race, nationality, and color receives the same information that our home gets. Mm-hmm. So that means our home is getting built up the right way, and that's making us powerful enough and equipped to serve the world mm-hmm. right. because you have a platform, the foundation is solid. So when your foundation is solid, everything can be built and stand up on that. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that's where so our ministry is launching out big. It's like it's turning into a snowball. Mm-hmm. What you're seeing on the small level, that snowball rolling it's now. Going, right. And so it's going down to here, picking up momentum, grabbing right. all kind of stuff in it. So it's all kind of stuff. It's building bigger and bigger. So we expect to see this everywhere. Okay. That we're teaching people how to do it through mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Learning how to have a marriage, how to have a friend relationship, mm-hmm. how to have a relationship with your church, how to be a, in part of a church and mm-hmm. be effective, how to be committed to doing God's work the right way, mm-hmm. how to put live. Him as the head. Put him as the head, uncompromised. Yeah. I, I've been mentoring some young guys who've been watching uh, under us for years, and they really respect us to a certain degree. And I told them this. I said, you know, if you really want to bless me with something, mm-hmm. this is what you could do. Be consistent. be consistent. I said, the only reason you're watching me and like what you're seeing is because I have I'm still doing it. Mm-hmm. I say, so if we could be consistent with God's word, the race is not for the strong or the swift. It's for the one that can endure to the yeah. end. Mm-hmm. So pace yourself. Don't burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. Don't run trying to do everything. I'm not trying to save the world. Jesus already did that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to present the gospel that the way he gave it to me so that the world can see him through me. Mm-hmm. And if we all do that, then we will see the effect of what his gospel is supposed to be presenting to everybody. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's basically we want everybody to get it. Because if I could get somebody else to do it and I don't have to be around them, that means they could protect my daughter from getting hurt. Right. Or my kid from getting messed up. Or my auntie. Or my uncle from getting messed over. Because you was over there where they was at and I wasn't there. Right. right. But we gotta do this because all of us get get affected mm-hmm. if we handle God's word the right way. Mm-hmm. But the leaders got to be in that position to not compromise God's word mm-hmm. because you will not have people following you right. Mm-hmm. If they see any sign that you passively letting things go because that's what they're going to see bigger than anything. They're going to see more of what you tolerate than what you don't. They're going to talk about what you don't tolerate. But they're going to blow up what you do tolerate. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you, uh, look, I'm not with that. Mm-hmm. And so that's just all it is, too. So mm-hmm. I got to make sure they know that this is who I am. They know my standards. People mm-hmm. say, you know, Doc, he's going to tell you like it is. This is right. I don't yeah. have no other choice because this world, Satan trying to get us to not do it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. 
Anything you want to add? Well, I'm excited about my webinar. <laughs> webinar is That's fine. Right. That's my fine. Webinar, uh, it launched off uh, two days ago. Okay. And it's really for women. Right. It's for women. No discrimination, but it's for women. <laughs> because, I, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I started a texting ministry. Uh-huh. And, you know, the most response I had, I sent to 100 100 people, but the women would always respond because mm-hmm. we need encouragement. We mm-hmm. need motivation. And so this webinar that the Lord gave me to put out, it is already touching homes because I have people that signed up. But with this webinar, you'll get a, uh, you, when you sign up, when you sign up, you're going to get a teaching and you can watch it in the comfort of your own home with mm-hmm. your pajamas on, or you can get some girlfriends over, or you can watch it at your next church. Mm-hmm. And so what this is, it's going to just encourage them with a teaching and they'll have it for 30 minutes mm-hmm. they'll, have, uh, they'll have the teaching for 30 days mm-hmm. and so each each month you're going to get another teaching and, but it's a private link you know, all they have to do is go to my website, go to gottobedifferent.com, and it'll tell you more. You teach, you touch on teaching segments, and then once you do that, go to Shirley segments, mm-hmm. and it'll give you all the information, and it'll, you know, get you encouraged, pumped up for the whole month. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get another notification saying that, you know, this is what she's going to be teaching on next. Okay. And so this is something that God gave me, and it's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I listen to it, and I get all excited it helped me to get motivated and yes, it's just ma'am. helping ladies to take the next step you know sure. we struggle we go through a lot of different things in our life and this is just pumping them up with the word of god sir oh I, i'm with her oh, okay what gotcha. you just said look go to got to be different.com you can get gotcha. all our information yeah, you can get uh, everything that we're doing shop. It right has the, the show on there it has our radio podcast on right. there it has our books on there so it's simple right go to got to be different.com right well i am so grateful that you all took the time to come and share with oh it was a blessing oh, it, it was, was a blessing, a blessing. I, I appreciated the conversation mm-hmm. i love the fact that we're neighbors on mm-hmm. CW21. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that that uh, relationship continues uh, for many, many years mm-hmm. down the road. Mm-hmm. Larkin and Shirley Weber, thank you all for coming and sharing with us. Thank you. thank you for viewing. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next time. All right.